And now, story time with Mr. Black. There was a man who believed he's a corpse. He won't eat, he won't work. All he does is sit around all the time claiming he is a corpse. So he goes to see a psychiatrist. The psychiatrist does everything he can to think of, to convince this guy that he's alive, that he's not a corpse. They have many arguments back and forth, and finally the psychiatrist comes up with a solution. So he asks the man, Sir, do corpses bleed? The man stops, ponders this for a while, thinks about it, and shakes his head while he answers no. All the body functions have stopped, so no, there is no more bleeding when somebody dies. The psychiatrist gets the sheepish grin on his face. He is proud. He's excited. He goes, I got this guy. So the psychiatrist says, okay, let's do an experiment. I will take a needle and prick your finger and let's see if you bleed. Since the patient is a corpse, of course, there's nothing he can do about it, can't stop it. So the psychiatrist sticks him with the needle and the man starts to bleed. The patient is stunned. He just stares at his fingers. He looks like that lost puppy. He looked in shock and said to the psychiatrist, I'll be damned. I guess courses do believe. See, the point is that when we have a belief, even environmental and behavioral evidence won't change it because a belief isn't about reality. You have a belief in place about the knowledge of reality. In other words, people don't respond to reality. They respond to their map of reality. I remember a story I heard years ago, Buddha, at the beginning of his training, when he would start training his followers, he would tell a story. He said there was a man in a village who was a single father. His wife had died not too long ago and left he and his son alone. And so they only had each other. And this was a businessman. So one weekend he had to leave the village to go do some business. And while he was gone, he had heard rumor that his village was attacked by marauders. And they had kidnapped and taken everybody hostage and burned the village down. Upon hearing that, he'd ran back to the village and he's running around and his village is burned to the ground. There's no one around and he's panicking. What have they done to my son? What have they done to my son? When will I find him? And so he ran back to where his home was. And there he found the ashes. He found the rubble. But he also found the small pile of bones, which he assumed was his son. And he fell to his knees and he wept loudly. And he cried and he cried and he cried. His only son, his reason for living is lost. And so he made a decision he would never forget his son. And so he picked up those bones and he put it in a little satchel. And he'd carry that satchel on his hip wherever he went. He slept with that satchel. That satchel never left his side. Night after night, week after week, month after month, he would cry himself to sleep. And one night after crying himself to sleep, there came a knock on his new home. And he woke him up. He was in a dead sleep. And there's this frantic knock. And he says, who is it? He said, Papa, it's me. It's your son. And upon hearing that, he just broke down and started crying. What kind of cruel person would play a game like that? He said, go away. My son's dead. Again, frantic knock on the door. Papa, Papa, it's me. It's your son. Let me in. 
He said, go away. You're mean. You're cold. Don't you have anything else to do than to break a poor man's heart? Go away. My son's dead. And after a while, the boy went away. See, it was the boy. The boy wasn't killed. He was kidnapped, but he had escaped from the marauders. And upon telling that story, Buddha would look at his followers and say these words. He says, we hold on to what we believe is the truth. So much so that when the real truth comes knocking on our door, we won't open the door. See, ladies and gentlemen, we need to have a standard. Whatever that standard is, I call a standard of truth. My standard is the Bible. My standard is a mission statement. You need to have a standard, whether it's the Bible, a mission statement, a values list, or a creed. It's very important. How do you know if you're having a good day or a bad day? How do you know if you're on course or off course? How do you know if you're supposed to do A or do B unless you have a standard, unless you know what are the rules, what are your values, what do you believe, and why do you believe them? If you're going to live your life like it matters, you must have a standard of truth. You have been listening to Mr. Black, Master Trainer for Like It Matters. Please find us on Facebook by searching LIM Radio. Make sure to follow us, like our posts, and share with others. Also, search YouTube for Like It Matters. Be sure to like and subscribe to our channel. And for more information on how we can help you live life like it matters, go to likeitmatters.net where you can find more information on our transformational training, our life coaching, counseling, our radio show, and other ways we help you continue the journey of living life like it matters.